You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 23. Welcome to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back, my friends, to College Success Habits. It is a pleasure having you here. Once again, I am your host, Jesse Mogul. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review me on whatever podcasting app you're checking me out on. It goes a long way to getting me that uh, that social acknowledgement so more people find this show. I hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. We are at episode 23, and today we're talking roommates. You are probably about, if you're listening to this when I post it here at the beginning of October, you are probably about a month to a month and a half into school, depending when you started. Um, I know some people started um, at the end of August. Some people started in September. So and if you're listening to this later on in a date, then you are somewhere in your experiences of high school or college or life, and you're thinking, man, I could really use some help with my roommate. So that's what I'm here to talk about because I recently had a transition where one of my roommates moved back home. Uh, He left LA and another one's moving in shortly. And so it gives me an opportunity to really look back and think about uh, my relationship with that roommate and how things went well and how things could have gone better. And um, it all starts with communication. And so we're going to be talking a lot about that in this episode. So let's dive right in so that uh, I don't go past the usual 30 minutes like it seems I enjoy doing frequently. Um, Some of the things that I've got in my show notes that I have done in my research on roommates, and these are like my top three things for you to remember about the roommate situation, because for some of you, you you were merely given one by the school when you moved into your dorm. For others of you, you've, you're now past freshman year where you're able to move into uh, off-campus housing. Perhaps you were able to choose your roommates for your sophomore, junior, senior year, even if you stayed in the on-campus housing. Whatever situation you find yourself in, these three rules, uh, these three keys will help you understand a little bit more about the relationship that you're building with them. Keeping in mind, too, that you've probably heard a lot of people's will say, you know, this was my roommate in college and their friends 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later. And in fact, I am still uh, best friends with one of my roommates from the fraternity house. Uh, We lived together my junior year and we were great friends previously. And I remember how much I enjoyed living with him my junior year. Jason was absolutely amazing. And we're still best friends to this day. And um, the rest of the people I could really consider myself myself to be best friends with from uh, Ball State era were friends of his that I met through him that had been in the fraternity house but had left it by the time I showed up and we're still great friends and I travel with these gentlemen uh, frequently enough about once every two years I see them and in fact I'm going to South Carolina at the beginning of December to see one of them at uh, some fish shows because I love me some jam da- some jam band music. I think I almost said jam damn b- music, but <laughs> whatever. 
So you will more than likely have someone that you are really great friends with in college that is your roommate. And, you know, you hope that you can have that person as a friend for the rest of your life. Uh, But again, maybe not. And uh, understanding some of the things I'm going to go about talking over in this episode will help you really be able to be that great friend that is that great roommate. And so let's go over some of these. Um, Number one, you will likely have roommates or a partner living with you for the rest of your life. So you better learn how to communicate with them effectively. Um, You likely have only lived with family members or something of that to that regard. I don't know what your living situation was like before you went to college, but you've likely only lived with family members and you can get into some pretty serious arguments with them and you're stuck with them because they're family. Uh, Whereas when you do this with roommates or friends, you're not stuck with them. You can choose to move on and you have to understand when is it the time to do that? And, you know, did you give it enough communication time? And then number three, what is your ability to communicate with a roommate? Okay, and these are three keys of this of this key is you have to want to get along. Roommates are not required to be friends and you have to follow the uncomfortable rule, which we're going to go into a little bit later. Uh, But going following this uncomfortable rule is extremely integral to a lasting roommate relationship. Keeping in mind you do not have to be friends with your roommate. You can just be cool with them. There are going to be people, especially if you're in a dorm with two or four people, a dorm room, that you may not. They might be into music you're not into. They might be into things you're not into. That's okay. Learn from the experience. You don't have to be buddy-buddy. You don't have to go out and, and, and have drinks with them. You don't have to go out and eat lunch with them and dinner. You don't have to go home and meet their family. Right? None of that stuff is required, but being congenial to them, being friendly, being helpful whenever they could use some assistance, right? Like, I, there are plenty of people I remember in college, especially when I lived in the dorm, who I may not have been the biggest fan of, but if I saw them sad or in need or, you know, they, they wanted their help with their moving their bed, I wasn't going to be a dick, right? So be thinking about ways that you can just be friendly, Being friendly and being a friend are not the same thing. And it goes a long way to learning how to be friendly to people that you may not be the biggest fan of because you're going to be meeting a lot of that in college and even more of that in the working world. You are going to have people around you that you are not going to be the biggest fan of. When you get a job, you don't get to choose who already is in that job. Unless you were the hiring person, unless you're the head of HR, maybe you are starting your own company, then yes, you get to choose who you work with, but you don't really know them all that well when you hire them. And they might show up and not be who they presented themselves to be in that interview. And now you have to work with them because they're the best person for the job or you're just a little chicken and you won't fire them. Um, But either way, they're there now. And you need to learn to be friendly. And that's literally just putting a smile on your face and just being friendly. There's no steps and keys to that. <laughs> just be friendly. How would you want to be treated? Right? It's it's amazing to me how many times I'll I'll see or hear people treating strangers better than they treat the people that they live with. 
from my roommate who's leaving and I, um, we were friends before he moved in. And it's something I've now discovered is that I don't necessarily want to be friends with my roommates. I just want to be friendly with my roommates. Friends want to hang out. They want to spend time together. They, they want to go do things. When I'm home, I'm very much focused in on what it is I need to be doing for my career. I run multiple podcasts. I have a couple businesses. I go and speak on stage frequently. So when I'm home, there's a lot of work that I want to get done. And then when it's, I'm done with work, there's a lot of just downtime where I want to chill. I, I, all my jobs require me to talk extensively and a lot. And so there are times where I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> I just want to turn on Netflix and watch me some, some, you know, Last Kingdom or The Dark Crystal. Uh, I was trying to think of Stranger Things and I almost forgot it. And so I just went right into The Last Kingdom. But there's times where I just want to turn on some television and just zone out for a little bit. I don't always want to have to be on. And, and with my last roommate, while we were cool and all, I, I felt like there was times where I just wanted to be in my own little world and maybe he would want us wanting some more interaction. I certainly remember times where I was wanting interaction and he wanted to be in his own world. And so there were those times where it just it didn't it didn't click and we didn't communicate as well as we could have. And therefore, there there became this growing separation between us. Um, ultimately, he chose to leave Los Angeles for his own reasons. I don't know how much of a part the living situation played into that. Um, we had begun to work together on certain things, and then that faded away once I really started to seize this college keynote speaking and podcasting gig. And so there was just a there became a separation, which is fine. And please understand that, like this, if this is your first few years into college, or perhaps you're like me and now you're in your eighth year, 12th year in college, you've had a lot of roommates or you've had not many. There's going to be a lot of people that come in in and out of your life. And there's going to be people that live with you and the people you just know very well. And look at it this way. Everyone comes into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And you often don't know which one it is until it's time to say goodbye to them. If you don't ever say goodbye to them, then that was a lifetime. When I've said goodbye to Mook and Fatty and Highland many times, many times over, but not for good. We live all around the country, Phoenix, Indy, um, South Florida. Like, But then we see each other once every year or two, and it's like nothing ever changed. We're right back to where we were. You know, I think of CK, I think of um, C, I think of Rabio. I mean, there, there's so many different names I could throw out here. They live in, every one of those people lives in a different city. So they're all there for a lifetime. Other people are going to be reasons. Other people are going to be seasons. Um, I love that saying. Everybody comes into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And understand which one of those is for the roommate that you're living with now. And it can change. You can think they're going to be there for a lifetime, and then you have a falling out. It's neither good nor bad. It was an experience you take from it. You you take what you could have done better. You take what you think you did well, and hopefully there's even like a chance to have a 
like an outgoing conversation where you can figure out where the good and the bad was. Me and my former roommate haven't really had that yet. I don't know when we will, if we ever will. Um, I think it was never going to happen when he was still here. I think it's something where there needs to be some separation, some closure to the relationship might come down the road. However that looks for you, you will know it and you will feel it. Just keep in mind, again, that roommates are not required to be friends, but you are required to be friendly. So some of the things that I have in my show notes that I want to make sure that I cover um, that first, before I get into the uncomfortable rule, um, I will list out my top needs for a roommate and then see how many you can add to this or how many of these don't even matter to you. Okay, so because I love the number seven and I literally just came up with ideas and then these were the seven that came off and then I counted them. I was like, oh, hmm, always back to the number seven. Just like three was my three main keys. Um, These are my seven top needs for a roommate. Lock the doors and windows. Safety is extremely important. I don't care how big and muscular and macho you think you are or how much mace you think you have. You do not need to leave your doors and windows open so that somebody can decide to come into your house uninvited and and who wishes to do harm to you and put you in a situation where you have to defend yourself. You can have 75 guns, but do you really want to have to do that? Middle of the night, you were sleeping soundly, someone breaks into your home, and now you have to defend your house. I get it. But if you just left your doors or windows unlocked so they could come in, that's not good. Do you really want to have to defend yourself? Do you really want to have to get into a physical altercation, a fight, a struggle, and perhaps have someone really hurt you or you really hurt them? You don't. It's just a lot of stress. Now you got cops and ambulances at your house. Maybe you're going to court. You don't know. Don't do it. Just lock your doors and windows. Middle of the day, I don't care. When people, when, when my roommates come into the home, we all know we keep the door and windows locked. All right? We live on a major street in Los Angeles. There are people always walking by the gate. We are in a gated community. Well, it's a gate in front of an apartment complex but it's a gated community nonetheless. I still don't want some crazy person coming to my front door and when it's unlocked, coming in. Because people who come in to unlock doors who don't know you aren't in their right mind. And I can assure you, you don't want someone surprising you while you're just hanging out on your couch watching Netflix and eating cereal. Because you're in your right mind at that moment, and they're not. That's not a good place. Number two, don't bring untrustworthy people or thieves into my house. I do not want to have to hide my razor in the bathroom. I do not want to have to hide my car keys. I do not want to have to always have my bedroom door locked whenever I'm not home. Just don't bring untrustworthy people or thieves into your house. And that's the hardest to maintain whenever you're having a party in your dorm or at your home. Or if you're in the Greek system, you have tons of people coming in and out of the fraternity or sorority house. You don't know who all those people are. So now you have to keep your place locked up. This goes back to the lock the doors and windows thing. But also, if you have a house and you know, you, you're out partying with everybody in the house and you don't lock your bedroom door, you don't want to have to worry about somebody rifling through your drawers and taking your valuables or your unmentionables or whatever those weirdos want to take. Okay, So just have that as a rule. Don't bring untrustworthy people or thieves into your house. Um, don't use my things without my permission. All right? Um, that's just, just, just don't do it. 
show that respect to your roommates whenever you want to borrow something and then ask that they show it back. When you lived in your house with your family, that may not have been something that was followed as much. Hopefully it was, but now you're with people who are not your family. So respect their items and then they will respect yours back and have a conversation about this. Have a conversation about all of these things. Don't eat my food, especially in college. You may not be loaded. You don't have a ton of money, right? You have bought strategic things for you to eat when you want to eat them. Nothing upsets me more when somebody eats my food, especially if it's the last of something, right? When my old roommate and I would split protein bars, I would have us split them up and I keep them in my room just because they're near my desk where I work a lot and I'd rather have them here. Um, and he would eat his, he eat all his protein bars in a matter of a week. I would have my protein bars longer because I don't want to have to, this isn't a race. I don't want to have to eat a protein bar every day because I'm afraid you're going to eat them all. So split up the food that you purchase together and ask that your roommate doesn't eat your food. To me, that is a huge sign of disrespect when somebody eats your food without asking or without offering to replace it. Clean up after yourself. Um, this is huge. This is anywhere in the house. Don't leave your shoes by the front door where people can stumble over them. Uh, I, I also have as, as number five in this whole list, the kitchen and bathroom are communal. Respect that. It really goes along with clean up after yourself. Um, but also just understand that don't, you know, let me, let me go back to clean up after yourself because respecting communal areas in the house isn't always just about being clean. It's also about understanding how much time you're taking up those areas. So cleaning up after yourself is making sure that you you wipe off the mirror whenever you pop a zit or shave or brush your teeth and you get things all over the mirror. You know, it's making sure that the toilet's clean and, and flushed and that there's toilet paper there and it, that the shower doesn't start having mold in it and that you, if you drop food on the floor, that you wipe it up and that you vacuum and you mop frequently and you put your dishes in the dish, dishwasher and that if the, you're, the, the garbage is full and you were trying to put something in it, you don't push your foot down in it to make, make more room, you just take it out or at least take it out and put it outside the front door so next time you walk out to the dumpster, somebody can take it out. Clean up after yourself. Boy, the amount of arguments that can start over that. Respect quiet hours. When I lived in Gainesville, I lived with someone who was not going to school, but we both worked at the same restaurant. He'd come off of work you know, and want to stay up and drink beers and play video games with people that were also my friends. We were all friends. But it'd be 2 or 3 in the morning and they'd be yelling and screaming at the television as they played a first-person shooter game or they played the college football NCAA game. And I'm sitting here trying to sleep so I can get up for class the next morning. It was difficult. Um, so respect quiet hours. And that's that's really important. Because everyone's going to have a different schedule. Some people are not going to have to be at class till 11 a.m., others at 8 a.m. Some people may not have class at all the next day. Respect quiet hours. And also realize that's not just at a 10 p.m. thing. It's also in the morning. If somebody else has you know, worked late at a restaurant and they don't get home till 2 or 3 and they, they want to be able to sleep in, just understand what quiet hours are in your house and respect them. And also with the neighbors. Here in L.A., I used to have this neighbor uh, who was a DJ, and he'd want to practice playing his DJ music, which is fine. I, I'm a DJ. I've DJed for many, many, many years and for tons of events. But these people would play their music so loud that it would shake things in our house. You don't have to practice DJing with music so loud that you think you're in a club. And he did not get that through his head. 
Ultimately, he was evicted for many other reasons besides the music, but he did not respect quiet hours. He would think that he could just start playing that at 2 in the afternoon, even though I had a roommate who had to work extremely late, so he would want to sleep at 2 in the afternoon. Back to the kitchen or communal, the kitchen and the bathroom are communal, respect that. Um, This is obviously a cleanliness thing. We covered that and clean up after yourself, which was number five. This is number seven. The kitchen and bathroom are communal. Respect that. It's also about how much time you take up those areas, right? If somebody else wants to cook in the kitchen at the same time as you, then have space for everybody to use a cutting board and to prepare their food. Or don't take two hours to cook a meal so that they can't get in there and use it. Same with the bathroom. Have a conversation about when everybody's classes are, when people need to get ready, and don't take a shower when some when you have a class in three hours and somebody else has a class in an hour. It, the bathroom is communal. Understand each other's schedules. Respect that. Make room for someone else. I, I can assure you, if you have these comfort these conversations and you do it in a comfortable atmosphere where you're not coming from an emotionally triggered place. Right, you're coming from logic and reason, and you're not emotionally triggered, so you're not wanting to yell and scream and get mad. If you're having these conversations about the kitchen and the bathroom schedule, then it's going to go a long way in keeping that relationship clear and communicative. And also, if you show respect, then you can ask for the respect back. If you don't show the respect out of spite, they're going to come up to a time whenever you're needing to get ready for your date or you're going to need to get ready for work, and all of a sudden they're going to jump in the bathroom. And if you're not comfortable being with in there doing your hair while they're in the shower, now you're locked out of the bathroom and you have to go less prepared to work or a date or to class or whatever it might be than you would prefer. And as a bonus, that was number seven. As a bonus, lock the door and the windows. My dad used to always tell me, that locks just keep slightly dishonest people honest, right? It's like there are, there will be people if they check a lock and it opens up, you know, maybe they're not naturally thieves, but they're just slightly dishonest. But now all of a sudden they're in your place and they have the run of it. So whether you're home or away, just lock the doors, right? There, 90% of society doesn't, fall into the category of crazy enough to just kick in a door, right? 99.9% of society isn't crazy enough to break a window or kick in a door. They're just not. But if they're just slightly dishonest and they need to take something of yours to sell it, then if your door is unlocked or your window is unlocked, they're going to take that opportunity. So those are my seven things. Lock the door and windows. Don't bring untrustworthy people into my house. Don't use my things without permission. Don't eat my food. Clean up after yourself. Respect quiet hours. And the kitchen and bathroom are communal. Respect that. So that's really the the, the meat of all of this. Um, now, let's get to the uncomfortable rule. So remember, your ability to communicate with your roommate is a direct relation to how well you get along. It is a direct relationship. Your ability to communicate with your roommate will directly attribute to how strong your relationship with with them is. This works with your partners. This works with your family members. This works at work. Everywhere in your life, if you have the ability, ability to communicate your wants, needs, and desires to them and be willing to hear their wants, needs, and desires back, even if they disagree, even if they conflict with what you want, now there's a conversation. Now there can be compromise. We live in a, a society that seems to be unwilling to compromise 
They, I want what I want, and I don't care what you want. Man, that's not the way the villages of yesteryear were started. If everybody just wants what they want, then nobody gets what they want because everybody's fighting over what it is they want, and they're not willing to help somebody else get what they want. There's a lot of they wants in that. Hope you follow me on that. Look what's happening in Washington, D.C. Look what's happening within politics or within the media or on social media. Everybody wants what they have to say to be the loudest voice no one listens to anybody else. Nothing gets done. So your ability to communicate with your roommate is it is direct, directly proportionate to your strength of the relationship with your roommate. Remember, number one, you have to want to get along. Number two, roommates are not required to be friends, but you are required to be friendly. I didn't put that in the notes, but I've added it since I started this podcast. You are not required to be friends, but you are required to be friendly. And number three, the uncomfortable rule. Here it is. You've waited all episode for it. If something makes you uncomfortable, it must be discussed in 24 to 48 hours or not at all. Follow this, guys. If it makes you uncomfortable, if you don't want to see... Um, certain things in the bathroom garbage, if you don't want to see a spoon in the sink, if you don't want shoes left by the front door, whatever it is, it must be discussed with the first day or two. If not, then it's like you've lost that window of opportunity to not be a dick about it when you bring it up. Now, at this point, if you're hearing this episode and you've not followed these things, then sit down with the roommates, listen to this episode, tell them what what you've thought about it, have them tell you what they think about it. And now go back and start talking about all these things that you wish you would have talked about day one, week one, whenever it was. Now is your opportunity. If you have let things go, then now is your opportunity to say, you know what, we've let some things go too long. And I think it's time that we have this discussion because there's some animosity building up. There's some disagreements that are happening that are causing the living situation to be uncomfortable, almost unmanageable at times. Let's have some conversations because your home is your sanctuary. I'm pounding on the desk right now. I need you guys to really, really understand that. Your home should be your sanctuary. It should be the place you come back to to be safe from all the craziness that's happening out there in the world. If you come home and you don't feel comfortable seeing somebody there, you feel stressed out whenever you come up whenever you pass them in the hallway, that's not good. That's what I felt with my old roommate at times. It was just uncomfortable because we weren't communicating as well as we could have been. home stopped being a sanctuary and started being like, oh God, you know, when when, when do I think he's going to eat dinner so I can go down there and get my dinner out of the way so I don't even have to be in the kitchen with him at the same time? Not healthy. Okay, so discuss it when the first day or two that you notice it and get it out in the open. A couple things to remember about that. Don't tell everyone else but the roommate. That's just stupid. It, that's rude, especially if, when you're living in a dorm or a fraternity or sorority house. If you're living in a much bigger communal area where it's you know you have rooms in it, but there are also other rooms, any apartment complex come to mind, don't be telling your neighbor what you hate about your roommate. Talk to them, okay? Because then they're going to hear it from somebody else and then they're going to just think that you're even more of a... Of, of an ass than you already were for telling them for telling the other person and not them. Okay. 
So just talk to the roommate. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. It'll be even more uncomfortable if five other people tell them what you said about them. Because then they're going to be angry and you're going to be coming from an emotionally triggered place instead of a reasonable mind kind of place. Sounds like your problem, not mine, is not the right response. It is not the right response. You have your background. They have their background. You are in a living situation. Figure it out. Make it work. Be flexible, like number six of my power principles. Be flexible, okay? And also be growth-minded, which is my first power principle. Be growth-minded that this person has a different background than you, and so they're not going to have the same wants, needs, and desires. So be growth-minded about that. Ask that they're also growth-minded about your background, and then be flexible with how you, you of your give and take. Don't feel like the roommate who's always giving, but also don't be the roommate who's always taking. All right, guys, I really hope that this has helped you. I know from what I, the feedback I've been getting about roommates, um, again, it's all about communication. Do not do it from an emotionally triggered place. If you feel emotionally triggered where you want to yell, you want to be mean, you want to say something that you can't take back, walk away. Just say, you know what? I can't talk about this right now. Just let me cool off. I'll come back. We'll talk about it later. Right? Or just walk away. If you can't even say that, if you can't even say, look, I am emotionally triggered, and if I don't walk away, I'm going to scream at you and say something I'll regret later. If you can't even say that and you just want to immediately explode on this person, walk Run, whatever it takes, get away from them. Don't start a fight. Don't say things you can't take back. Everybody has their own background. Everyone's doing the best they can with the resources they have. You're in a humongously amazing learning environment. So learn how to communicate with your roommates. It goes a long way, I can assure you. Because here I am, even in my 40s, making mistakes with how I communicate with my roommates, making mistakes with how I communicate with my coworkers and my partner. And I'm telling you what, it's not healthy. So start learning how to communicate now. Remember the uncomfortable rule in the first day or two. Talk about it. Do not let it grow. Look, look, it's 29 and a half minutes in and I'm about to wrap it up. Please, if you haven't already gone on and subscribed, rated or reviewed me on whatever podcasting app you listen to me on, go ahead and do that as soon as possible. Throw me some stars, write something cool, but hell, tell me that I'm a suck and that I shouldn't even be doing this show. Any feedback is better than no feedback. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but out here in Los Angeles, uh, a lot of us who have web series and podcasts and stuff say, until you start getting negative feedback, you know you haven't made it. It's like when people actually start trolling you, it's like, okay, now you've started to make such a dent in the zeitgeist, in the conversation happening outside of your little bubble, that people who are upset with your success or disagree with you are finally taking the time to say something nasty. When, you get, when, when people start trolling you, that's when you're making an impact. You just remember that. When people troll you, it's because they see that you're making an impact and they want to knock you down. Don't knock me down. Say awesome things. Subscribe, rate, review. As always, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you for these last 30 minutes. Have a great time out there. Remember, be inclusive, not exclusive. The power of positive energy. Release it and flow. Take care. Bye-bye.